Boker Tov. Good morning. So the next shtickle, the next piece of the Pelayayis, um, it's called Avas Reim, having love of your friends. We've, last week we talked about loving Torah, loving B'nai Torah, loving people who love Hashem, loving people who fear Hashem. And this week, he start, we're going to start Avas Reim. Probably take two weeks, three weeks. And then afterwards, actually, he gets to a completely different topic, which is a little bit more... Uh, on a different note, which is Avelis, which is mourning. So on, on the sugi, on, on the topic of Avas, Reim, Zak de Pelayayitz, Yedua Hadavar Kamagadu Milas Avas Reim. How uh, important is the Mila of having friends, and loving your friends, and having relationships with friends? In theory, you can say to yourself, you know, you could even be an Askin, even be a person who, who works for the Jewish people but have no friends. <laughs> you can be a person who's, an, you know, just a, a hermit. You know what a hermit is? And you come out and you, have, you interact with nobody and you just, you have no depth of relationships. No one, you can't talk to anyone and they can't talk to you. You, know, you, may, you may work with people, but you don't interact on anything with people. But you have to love friends. And the starting point is, um, before even a depth of relationship, is to care about people. Our sages explain, you know, before you have friends, what you don't like, don't do to anyone else. You know, you know, for kids, they teach you many lessons in life. Like the same kid who's complaining, 10 minutes ago, my, my brother or sister is annoying me, you see them like 10 minutes later annoying their sibling. Like, you know, like, the, the, this one say, oh, she's bothering me, he's bothering me. And 10 minutes later, the same kid is the one, working, you know, you know uh, bothering their sibling. You know, like, this, is, I, 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 this is probably, and I even had a daily, an hourly occurrence in my house. Baruch uh, that's what kids do. But, but it's an amazing thing, right? The same kid who complains does the exact same, that, that's the same, the same thing. Well, they're little kids, and that's normal for kids. But for adults, you know that you don't like certain things. Don't do it to somebody else. Right, and and if there's something, it's not even a specific thing. If you don't, you know, you know, not not you, know, you like not to be annoyed or bothered, then whatever annoys or bothers something else, even if it's different, don't do. <laughs> right, it doesn't really bring kinship to annoy a person or bother a person, uh, etc. Again, we don't always know what bothers people, but to the extent that we do, we should not be doing. And the truth is, the Yitzhar agrees. A person, and we know as the Palayayitz brings down, it's Charva Irenu, destroyed our city of all of our city of Rishalayim, Vishama Mikdashenu, and caused basically this to be desolated. We got Inumar and we were caused to go into exile because it's Vadayana Satan Raka Benelisinu. People want to make money, they don't care. Um, it hurts their fellow Jews sometimes because I gotta make a, I gotta make a dollar. I gotta support my family. I, this is in a day where, where where the vast majority of uh, I'm a vast majority of many of the many many of the Eastern European Jews were involved in business. And of course, when you're in business, you have competitors. <laughs> you deal with, with competitors. Uh, and some people that can make a little bit more money, they'll literally destroy their friend, whether it's through a bad business practices, Lashon Hara, Gezela, you name it. Um, 
and by the way, one of the things you see um, is that people, even in partnerships or in business, they, they can damage old friends, good friends. I, I just, um, for whatever reason, I, was, I looked back at my lecture that I gave. It happens to be a very important lecture if you know people. Um, I had to see something because people were looking at it and I had a question. But it's, a lot of people have seen this. And I've got, actually, it was put on a law professor's blog. Uh, but my, the lecture I gave in January about preparing for one's final journey for the Chavra Kedisha uh, happens to be a very, very important lecture. I, I, um, people involved in, in attorneys have seen it, Rabbanim, people who were preparing for the end of life. It's very important. One thing that, but one thing they pointed out is, is that really a person, a father, a, a, parent, a family could build a, a close family and destroy it with their will, Right? They can make, they can, through their will, they can literally destroy their family. Like they spent a whole life building up a mishpacha and making a close family and a will, how they do it, whether how they divide the state, or even if they have a family business and you have one son who is very careful about money and a student, another kid's a spendthrift goes to Las Vegas and you make them equal partners in the business, what do you think is going to happen? Right? What do you think is going to happen when you do that, when you have one kid who's an, who's an honest, cares about business, another kid just cares about having fun, and you make them equal partners in a business. Do you think it's going to cause closeness among those brothers? <laughs> Do you think it's going to, the family is going to survive that? No, it's going to, it could very easily destroy the business and the relationship between these two brothers. That should never happen, right? And that makes, makes you need to have foresight to see what you're doing. Well, also in business, you can really you can damage permanent relationships forever. Uh, uh, in, in, in life, my, my parents told me, this is not a joke, I grew up in Miami Beach, Florida on Pine Tree Drive, and uh, and the down not not so far my parents' house there's a condominium called Tower Forty One. Tower Forty One uh, is it's like this huge condominium, several several floors, and it's dominated. I know some younger people it was always dominated by like you know winter birds, people from New York, a little from Chicago that would come down in the winter and spend the winter months in Miami Beach, Florida. Because the the weather's the weather's nice, and there it's a, it's a from. I mean, they had minyanim there. It's a it's a kosher restaurant in the building. It's a it's a from from clientele. So my parents told me a couple of years ago the police were called there on Friday night. What happened? This is pasha crazy. I couldn't believe it. It, it happened. This is kachava. Well, police were called to the building Friday night. What happened is is that the davening in Kabbalah shot. They're davening Friday night in the shul. And some 80-year-old man sees another 80-year-old man. And they, they're coming from different cities. One was coming, let's say, from Chicago, one from New York. That's probably the two biggest in the tri-state areas where they're coming from, these religious Jews. And apparently, 45 years ago, before, this one of the 80-year-old men had ripped off the other one. And they had been best friends until that point. And when he saw him, he got so angry, this 80-year-old man, if 45 years later, this had, had been his good friend, he jumped the guy. He, his 80-year-old guy jumps the other guy. He had to call the police. On shot. Well, I mean, I'm not talking about that, but, but like, I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, besides everything else, like, what are these, what, you know, for business, look at this. 45 years later, the guy jumps the other guy. Forget Shabbos, Hashem, Pumbi, public, everything like that. Attacking person. But just the anger, the hatred that could have, come from this. It's not, you see, you have to be, you know, really what could, could see what could happen. But if, if you, and if you have, if you damage relationships by not caring about others, whether it's in business, by the way, 
Um, you know, sometimes even people in public affairs or nonprofits who can damage relationships. So I remember my father, who's been on many boards, was telling me, asking me a, a while back, you know, two people were there and had a disagreement, and it really, they didn't talk to each other. They're the same show, they weren't talking to each other. You know, it wasn't about anything. They were on a, on a board together, and they ended up not talking. Uh, so, First thing you got to have is a desire to love one another. You want to have good friends? You need to. There's no such thing as a friend who doesn't let you down sometimes. You know why? If you're married, if you think your wife or your husband, you, know, you think you're never going to be let down, you're going to be very disappointed. If you're going to be married, imagine every day everything's going to work out the way your wife is going to be perfect. You're going to be gravely mistaken, and you'll make a mistake. It's the same thing as friendship. But the difference is, is that friendship, some people feel, is expendable. You know what? I don't need to talk to this person. I don't need him. I, saw, I was telling uh, somebody yesterday an amazing story. Uh, what's his name? Um, Marx, the Frenchman. He asked him after my drush. I told him the following thing that I heard from a friend of mine. That, uh, that somebody was in B'nai Brak. They're in the Panovich Yeshiva. And it was summer in B'nai Brak. And summer in B'nai Brak is very hot. Push it, very hot. So he told her of Shachzatzal that he was going to go for three months and learn a new Shalayim. Oh, okay, there's no air conditioning in the yeshiva. This is the 1960s, okay, 70s, whatever it was. No air conditioning, part of a yeshiva. He's going to go learn a new Shalayim for three months. It's cooler there. So Rav Shach told him, absolutely not. He said, what are you going to do? You're going to run away for three months? It's important to get some muscle that when things are uncomfortable, you can deal with it. What's going to happen? You're going to be married. Your wife's going to upset. You're going to leave her for three months? I'll come back in three months when the coast is clear. You know? Yeah, you know your children, I'll, I'm not, I can't handle your problems right now. Give me a few months. I'll come back to you. Like, you'll run away from life. That's what people do. But the people do all the time. And I'm telling you, and we, I'm not telling you, you know this as well. I know friendships, as important as it is, there are people who say, you know what, it's not just not worth it for me. I, I, I've heard people tell me, I don't need this. I, you know, it's just aggravation. It's not... Gendig, that's it. You know, you can have people with good friends. I'm talking like deep relationships where people just move on because your, your spouse is real, you know, yeah, your spouse is real. Anyone who, who's seen a divorce and the damage that it could possibly do, whoa, you know, to the kids, destruction. Your finances, destruction. Usually a person's emotional health, destruction. You know, getting divorced is from the most damaging things a person can do. Again, there are times where divorce is actually a mitzvah. A, a woman is promiscuous or a man or abusive or there's real issues. Uh, that's the rarity. Uh, if a person uh, is a balmy, this is rare. There's times where, where really it is a mitzvah. But, but barring that, so no, no, one's, no one wants to get divorced uh, in normal situations. Today, unfortunately, there, people are affected by, by their own taivas and weaknesses and looking at marriage as expendable to an extent and, and, and not thinking about the collateral damage to other people but so it's higher unfortunately but friendships is way higher people can kill a friendship over the dumbest most inane silliest things in the world because they say you know what I don't need this <laughs> I don't need this I'll move on you know just like you know bye to them goodbye sayonara you tell me what to do you do this that's it. So, and then sometimes what happens when you kill a friendship, you hate the person. You know why? Because instead of being your friend now, they're your enemy. They're the people 
who you gave up on. They're, I, they're not my friends. I don't need to have anything to do with these people. I don't want, and so I'm, this, you, we all have seen this, I'm sure, in our own lives. The people who at one time were best of friends are now the greatest, the greatest enemies. The worst enemies in the world. They push it, hate each other, right? And what happened? They were best friends, and now they're worst enemies because not only do you cut them off, you, it bothers you that you were once friends with this person. Are you, or what happens is when you cut off a friend, you start focusing on why you're no longer their friend. And, and you start, in, your, in the echo chamber of a person's mind, this person let me down. And all you're focusing on is let me down. Where else do you see this, by the way? By, by, by relationships, by family. When, when, when family members are angry at each other, a kid is angry at her mother. You know what the kid thinks? I, my mother told me to do something I don't like. Or my dad didn't take me and I went, or I went or she didn't buy this for me. Or didn't do this for me, you know? So what happens is the kid in today's crazy world will cut off relationship. And then the kid will forget everything that the parent ever did for them. They're only going to, what are they going to focus on? Why they broke the relationship. And the reason they broke the relationship is this time they felt disappointed. So in their own head, they start playing over and over and over and over and over. My mother told me this and I don't want to hear it. And that's all, their whole relationship was that thing, right? And therefore, they can't talk to the mother and they end up hating them. I, I despise my mother. What do you mean, your mother? She brought you to this, she gave you life. She took you to the doctor. She paid your bills. She nursed you in the middle of the night. She helped you, blah, blah, blah. You know, and all of a sudden they're your, she's your worst enemy, and it's usually you know crazy craziness. But that's how that's how the Yitzhara works. Yitzhara, Pasha Yitzhara, nothing less. Yitzhara can twist a person, and if you want to have relationships with friends, you know, you need to know this because the Yitzhara, of course, a good friend is, is is good ammunition, good ammunition for you. It empowers a person, as we'll see shortly. Um, it is a prati avasarim called ba'erim lo'erech lo'erech of sefer brisa. He says in the, in, the, in the work sefer brisa, it talks very in detail uh, about good friendships. Sefer brisa was, was sefer about a, a couple hundred years ago by a Lithuanian sage, actually of Shach, when he was up in the middle of the night, he couldn't fall asleep. We read sefer habris. Uh, and with friendships, you first have to have distance from evil and, and and do good. Because again, if you want to build a relationship with a friend. It doesn't happen without a certain amount of effort uh, and skill. I'm not talking about today. You know what? You know, friends on Facebook. I'm sure you never heard this thing before. This 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 drug called social media. Uh, but it's so. It's not. No one's your friend. Pasha, no one's your friend. These people are not your real friends. If they smile and they like you or whatever it is, they're not your friends. I mean, it's it's no, Again, you can if you if you want to get here. The woman's Mesolosha Sharm class. You can hear my rants about uh, the waste of time, life, energy, and social media. So I'm not going to do that right now. But real friends are people who do something for you. Real friends care about you. Real friends expend themselves for you. Real friends, you can share your innermost secrets, trust them to give you good advice. Okay, that's a real friend. Real friend, you know, someone told me they had thousands of friends on the thing. I said, let's see how many people come to your bris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they smile at your bris up and the great picture of the bris. Let's see how many people push, come to the shove. A real friend. A real friend is, is a very precious thing. Um, so, Bedibor, how are you going to get a good, good friendship? Right? What you don't like, don't do to your friend. Right? 
Nobody likes to be screamed at. Okay? Nobody likes to be screamed at. Okay, if you're on a, a, a team, your coach, you, you accept on the fact of the team that part of it's being screamed at because motivation, or maybe in Yeshiva and Yeshiva, the Rav Yeshiva can, but in relationships, in, in, a, in a husband-wife relationship, in a parent-child relationship, in a sibling, if, you, if your brother calls you up, or sister calls you up today, you're an idiot! How did you do that? Why do you think, how do you going to feel about that? Right? Well, if you do that to anyone, guess what? It doesn't turn you on. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't make you want to be close to them. It makes you want to separate from people. And things, just like you don't like certain things, you can't do that uh, to others. You say cruel things to a person. You, 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 you mock a person. You make a person feel bad. You, you're, you're a big mouth. If you, you want people knowing your secrets, why would you tell other people's secrets? Do you trust a person if you tell them that you want people telling you all your secrets or embarrassing you? Are saying, ah, you know, he or she never did something. So the, that's a thing that the other kind of does But Maisa, Shalahazik Bechavero Oligromlo Shum Nezek. If you want to have relationships, never damage a person, never hurt a person. Uh, uh, whatever you don't want. It, it, Nobody likes to be hurt. Nobody likes to be damaged. Nobody likes their property, right? To, no, if someone comes into your house and starts opening your fridge and making a mess on your floor, you can invite them again. So don't let someone else's house. Somebody comes to your house and leaves a toilet seat up. You get annoyed, right? So, you know, go to somebody else's house. Somebody leaves a mess in your house. Don't do that in somebody else's house. Uh, but it's just Especially when you're comfortable in relationships, uh, you know, he makes me, you know, blinds a person. As I mentioned, we have partnerships. One way to turn a good friend into the worst enemy is to take advantage of him, and him or her in a partnership. Right? You have a partner, and you start abusing the business. Right? You start taking things for your own private consumption. Or you make decisions. If you, was, if you didn't have a rich partner, you would never do this. You, you would not make those decisions. Um, you see how people use their money, you can see the essence of a person. Are you careful about what's not yours? Or what's a joint partnership? Are you careful if you're in business not to damage your competitor unnecessarily? Doesn't that, that greed doesn't blind a person to damage relationships that they can't, uh, you know, they can't have. That's that's a sumira. One is how you speak, right? If you want to have a depth of relationship with anybody in this world, a trusting relationship. I think I mentioned this before. Uh, I think in Milas Samidas that I once dealt with a, a family dynamic. Um, where the parent, uh, it was, this was a family from Sunnyvale, actually, they asked me to get involved, uh, where, and they were fairly wealthy, uh, that the parent was, had a dysfunctional relationship with the child, and the children, the married children, why? This is how the relationship went. The, kid, the parent, 90% of the time, would be giving, sharing, 
kind, friendly. 10% of the time would be a complete lunatic. Complete lunatic, right? Screaming, threatening, bullying. So what do you feel when you have that kind of relationship? You, do you focus on the nines or ten? You're, these kids were terrified. Right? If you have, a, you have a husband who's a nice guy, but he happens to be an alcoholic, and once a month he comes at home and beats his wife. If you're the wife, is there any day of the month that you're calm? Like, who knows what today brings? This can be the day where the husband gets drunk and comes home and beats me up. Right? So if, you're, if you don't, if it's Debor, you know, you can say, you know, nine out of ten times I speak very nicely to this person, to my friend. Once a month I scream at them, tell me you're an idiot, a fool, I hate your guts. Right? So you damage the relationship. But my says, how you, you, you do things, right? Go at, think anything there's a person I like. Am I, or am I being too greedy? Am I too focused on myself? Do I not respect their, their autonomy? Do I not respect their property? Or do I, am I taking advantage, advantage of a business relationship? Am I abusing something that I would not do? You know, OPM, other people's money, it's on someone else's bill. People are very, you know, they, 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 they're, they're more comfortable and you can really damage you. That's, that's the sort of What's Asset Tov? How do you build relationships with people? First of all, you, you speak pleasantly, you share good news, give people good advice. Rabbeinu Yaina says in Shari Tshuva that from the greatest chasadim that a person could do is give, 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 give good advice. Now, Advice. Um, actually, talking to somebody recently um, from Palo Alto, actually, and um, said to him, "What are you doing about certain things?" He said, "A lot of people are giving me advice." I said, and "They're contradictory advice." So it's not a question. Of, everyone thinks that they're, that they're the savior of the world. If they listen to me. I said, "You need good advice." You know, I, this person was questioning about moving somewhere or not moving. Um, kids and chinuch, whatever it may have been, but at the end of the day, you know, advice is cheap. I said to this guy, "You're living the life. <laughs> you know, you're at the con- who's going to live with these consequences? You are." So, if people give a good advice, that's very precious. Poor advice. Anyone get ever get? Remember the remember the ancient days before GPS, before ways. What happens if someone gave you the wrong directions? You ever have that happen to you? I had that happen to me. You know, I end up in the middle of nowhere more than once. Someone says to me, oh, yeah, instead of telling me they don't know where they're going, you know, they say, oh, you make a right here, make a left here. I think you do this. Like, like, and where you end up is in the middle of nowhere. Bad advice puts you on the wrong path. Bad advice is, is actually a serious, you know, but good advice gets you to where you need to get to in life. And from a good friend gives good advice. You know what good advice is? Good advice means, number one, Caring about the friend, not about yourself. Okay? If you care about yourself, you'll be worried about you'll protect yourself. Don't move because I want you to live close to me. Or don't do this because um, you know you don't want to hear this. Right? That's something that people, some people, people ask advice they don't want to answer. I'm telling you, I get people in my office. They ask me something they don't want to hear what they need to hear. So they start arguing with me. Don't ask me. You know, you know, for me. You know, I mean, I'm not coming to you. You go. You coming to me? Do this. I don't want to do this. You know, like you know, like, you know. They they want they, what they want is like a spankle. They can go ahead and do whatever they want in the life. They want to say, oh, that's enough. But that's why I can do this. It's not true. I'm saying, uh, you know, 
know, it doesn't, that's not, you know, real advice sometimes is painful, or sometimes it's counterintuitive, or some, you know, again, advice is advice. Marba eats and between we take all advice, we make our own decisions. A psak is a psak. Advice is advice, but good advice is not always, so a real friend cares about you. I remember my mother told me many years ago that she had a good friend who she knew very well, and she told her not to, to marry somebody. She said, this guy is bad news for you. Bad news for you. And not only did this friend, and she's a good friend of my mother, this is decades ago, I, I know this person pretty well. Not only did this, this friend um, not take the advice, she was angry at my mother for giving the advice. Why was she angry? Because she didn't want to hear it. And this was a good friend of my mother's. So my mother was doing for this person's own benefit. So what happened to this lady? She went to a relationship, which ended up, my mother was very correct in this situation. She was not biased. She was helping her friend. Uh, you know, a woman had a, had a couple of kids who had problems later in life because of the whole thing, but had a, divorce, a real divorce and real issues. You know, again, now, not all advice is 100%, but she was upset at my mother, not because my mother's advice was wrong, but why? She didn't want to hear it. So good advice has a few components. And one will the person hear things. I, 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 I tell, I've said this many times. I will tell a person something. You don't want to hear it? Do what you want. I'm not, I'm not here to force people. You big people. People are adults. You know, you ask, I tell. You, if people don't ask or don't want to hear it, I'm not saying anything. Now listen, if it's detrimental to the call, again, I, I learned this from much people way bigger than me. Great gadolim. You cannot force people to choose in life. They want to marry the wrong person. They want to go to the wrong yeshiva. They want to do the wrong thing. You can't stop a person. But good advice is from the greatest kindnesses that a person could do. Um, uh, good advice. Help protect them from making terrible errors. Right? If you see them be, being damaged, good advice would be getting low. Uh, good advice would be that if uh, you see them get a dance, you're about to invest in Bernie Madoff's uh, investment, what do you do? Tell them, stay away from that. They're going to get ripped off in a market. They're buying a house at the wrong time, in the wrong location. They're going to make the go to the wrong colleges, the wrong, the wrong situations. Uh, and and to, to, of course, to be there for a person at the time of need, of mourning, that's a good friend. Okay, so uh, just going to finish up. So, a good friend, what does a good friend do? They're constantly looking to help their friend. They'll help them with goof, over mama, maybe it's a loan, maybe it's, it's, you know, at a time of need. Obviously, you don't give people money they don't need, or, or if they're spendthrifts, you, 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 know, you certainly don't, you don't do it. But you look how I can help my friend, right? A friend, you look to help a friend. Just like if you would be in need, wouldn't you want somebody helping you? That's what a good friend does. If you would be in need, let's say you're at a time of need, a good friend would help you. Well, you want to be that good friend to somebody else. And really, the, the more you give yourself into a friendship, the more rewarded it is, the more, the deeper the relationship and the friendship is. Um, Right? And the truth is, 
initially it says that sometimes a good friend is better than a faraway relative. Somebody's near you, they can constantly be of help to you, take you, help you, empower you. Uh, and he, that means you got to invest in it, just like you invest in a family. Now it gets a little bit, you know, we're all, from, we're all technically DNA brothers, by the way. Now I can, I, can, I can show that to you if you want, by the way. We're all related. Uh, you know, we're all gush echad in that sense. We all share the same metaphysical and physical DNA. Just like you care about yourself, you have to care about every single Jew and to look to aid in a better. Now, this all takes time. We're going to pick up uh, next week with talking about some of the, the importance of having relationships. But I, I mean, since we saw that film last night about the great Rosh Hashiva of Mir, and when I left the Mir Yeshiva, I went to learn Shar HaTayra in Queens. Uh, and I remember I asked Rosh Hashiva, Abzalag Epstein Zatzal, who is from the Gedele Hador, from the greatest sages of the generation. He was, you know, he was a Rosh Hashiva, Rosh Hashiva. All Rosh Hashiva, he decided who would be in Rosh Hashiva Neri's fall, for the, for the record. When, 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 when what's it, with, with passed away, Kalevsky passed away, Right. He was Zelig was when they went to Zelig to the Rosh Yeshiva. Uh, Berkowitz came and Borough Weisberg came and all of the Newburgers came week after week. To, to, and then until one day, Rabbi Feldman ended up in Shara Torah to meet with Zelig Epstein. Zelig was with Aaron Schechter used to ask him all these questions. I was shocked when he had a question in America. I would ask Zelig. So I asked Zelig the following question. I said to him, I went in the Mir Yeshiva. I had a lot of good friends. Should I? And they're in, the, they're in Israel or in different places. Like, how do I maintain a relationship with? These type of people, like people, you know, people move on in life, right? We all experience it. So you, you have childhood friends, right? There's a, you know, uh, there's a certain idea of a friendship. People move to different places. So he said to you the following thing, and this is true. This applies short term and long term. He says, you ever have a good friend, or a person who's helpful for you, in the sense that is a true friend. And we'll talk about what a true friend does religiously uh, next week. But you have to invest in it. And he said that those people, it's could die to call up, to keep the relationship with, to make the effort. He said, Stam a guy who was your roommate, even, or lived down the, the dorm for you, or was in the same share as you. You're friendly. There's no depth of relationship. You don't have to put, you know, you'll have other people in life you'll be friendly with wherever you go. But a good friend is worth all the money. You've got to acquire a friend. And if you have it, don't blow it.